Welcome to On The Couch Podcast, where you'll be on the couch with Mercedes. I am a marriage and family therapist associate. I'm Takesha. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapy associate. And I am Brittany. I am a licensed professional counselor intern. The purpose of this podcast is to talk about all things life, ranging from mental health to self-accountability. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a mental health professional, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content, no copay, be inspired to work on yourself and expand your perspective on diverse and uncomfortable issues. Now, let's get on the couch. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to session two. Therapy is for everybody. Yes, yes. So during this episode, we're going to define therapy and talk a little bit about what people can get from therapy and when you should go to therapy. Or if you're scared to go to therapy, we're going to try to address those things in this episode. So what you got for us, Sadies? So therapy has been defined by some as the treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder. Mm-hmm. Psychotherapy or talk therapy is a way to help people with broad variety of mental illnesses or emotional difficulties and that's how American Psychiatric Association has described therapy. But therapy can help with more than a diagnosable mental illness. Right. Mm-hmm. So therapy is a place you can go even when nothing is wrong. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? I think therapy, as you mentioned before, it doesn't necessarily have to be when you have something traumatic going on. Some people really just need a totally objective person to process their thoughts. You know, it doesn't have to be as severe as some people think it is designed to be. And when we say processing thoughts, it's really just getting everything out of your mind and saying things out loud because we've noticed that just saying things out loud and hearing how they sound really helps to clarify maybe the process of how we got there, of the feelings that come from those things and mm-hmm. really, like I said, just get it out of your head because so many times throughout the day, something might happen. You might feel a way about a conversation that you had or some things that happen at work or even at home. And those things kind of get on a loop in your mind and you just think about it throughout the day over and over again on rerunning. You're not really acknowledging what exactly it is that's going on mm-hmm. or how you got there or even trying to find a solution to what might be going on. Right. So I know some people um, don't really know what therapy is or what what happens in therapy, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely should be a place where you are safe to disclose whatever it is that you probably wouldn't tell anybody else. Um, it's a place for you to be vulnerable, um, but it's not a place just to talk. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into the therapeutic process. Um, this I would like people to know. So therapy is a place where you kind of have a responsibility to yourself. Right. It's kind of like that first step to me towards Mm self-care. That's the first step to self-care. And so, for example, if I'm an adult and I'm out here and I'm dating this person and I can't figure out why I can't get close to this person or why I'm having a hard time trusting this person, then I probably need to go to therapy and process that because it's something deeper than... Mm-hmm. Then what's at face value? Mm-hmm. Even like you said, and that's not even a diagnosable mental illness. But right. that's something that's going on. I'm stuck. I can't understand this. Let me go talk to a safe person about this, <clears throat> so we can figure out what's going on. And the same thing is to be said for maybe in the bedroom you are with a partner, but you can't right. be sexually active with them. Well, okay, well, 
well, what's going on? And like we said in the previous episode, do we need to go to a medical doctor and rule something out? Or is this something that's going on with maybe a past experience that I've had? Mm-hmm. Um, something right. about me being comfortable with myself? Right. A way I feel about being vulnerable with my partner? You know, mm-hmm. so many different things can come out. But if you're feeling stuck in any of these different areas, therapy can definitely, definitely help with that. Mm-hmm. Therapy is also a place for you to create a different narrative of something that was painful or traumatic in the past. Absolutely. Um, sometimes we have things happen to us that we never really address. And then we go on in life and years later, these things come back up and we thought that we were over these things. You know, you're triggered by something. And so therapy can help you process the trauma and help you change your mindset to it. Therapy is basically a place I think that you can reset, refocus and just kind of restart mm-hmm. whenever you feel like, Hey, I need to, I need to get this. I need to deal with this. I need to go mm-hmm. deal with this. That's where you go to therapy. Instead of like calling your friend or calling your mom, maybe go see a professional and definitely know that you can pray and still go to therapy. Because right. I know a lot of times your grandmother or your mama going to tell you, just pray about it. Mm-hmm. Just pray about it. And you can, but you could also have some other things right. to help you get to your common goal or your ultimate goal, I should say. This is true. I like to talk a little bit about how we don't want you to always go to friends or family members whenever you do have significant things going on. Right. What are some things that you guys see as potential problems that might cause or why that might not be as helpful as therapy? I think because family members or friends are sort of biased because they want you to feel better. So then it's not coming from, even though it's coming from a place of positivity or encouragement, but it may not necessarily be what you need. It, mm-hmm. You may not, you don't need to hear, oh girl, you'll be fine. What if I'm not going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Or, oh girl, he he ain't shit. Just move on. He might not be, but like, let me get some time to process it. Mm-hmm. Or like, your friends might not have the mental capacity to handle what you're going through. This is true. And then, like you said, that one situation, he might be shit. So right. what is it that you, you're not opening up or acknowledging? Yeah. Like, it's it's a 50-50 thing, any of these relationships that we're mm-hmm. in with other people, whether that be friendships or family partnerships, business, you know, everything. It's always a relationship. We always got to look at both sides. Right. And the people that we're closest with, of course, are going to be like, no, you good. Right. Um, I think one of the, the benefits of coming to therapy versus going to a friend or a family member is that therapy, a therapist is not really supposed to give you advice. Yeah, so a lot yeah. of people think mm-hmm. they come into therapy, somebody's telling you what to do with your life. Mm-hmm. As a therapist, I try to empower people to see that they are the experts at their own lives. And I'm not really giving you advice. My job is to ask you the right questions so that you can think about, you know, these mm-hmm. situations and think about um, what have you done before? or in the past to deal with something like this or what would you be doing if this situation wasn't present right now um but going to friends and family members like i go to you for advice mm-hmm. that's because you're my friend but if it's something really really deep i'm really gonna probably sit with myself with it or i'm gonna have to go to a therapist because mm-hmm. sometimes you don't need advice you really do need guidance mm-hmm. right and sometimes we just need to get it out even for myself sometimes i catch myself asking these questions like okay well why do I feel this way how did I get this way but then having conversations with other people or even um, other therapists they they offer different questions that I wouldn't have been able to ask myself yeah right and so even I get aha moments like oh wow Mm -hmm. right it challenges it challenges you in a way that 
helps you kind of think through like, damn, like what am I really feeling right now? Or like, why is this happening right now? It gives you the opportunity to realize your power. Yeah. To me, going to therapy. So remembering a different future is something like one of my professors said to me. And what that means to me is that no matter what happened in the past or Anything that's traumatic that happened growing up, you have within you the power to remember a different future. Mm. Whatever happened that was painful doesn't have to dictate what your future is going to be. Right. And so going to therapy can help you get to that part. Like, yeah. yes, bad stuff happened. Yes, I lost this person in my life. So therapy kind of helps you get a new perspective. Mm-hmm readjust mm-hmm. and a lot of people avoid therapy because they don't want to talk about their trauma and honestly sometimes like you don't a, have to mm-hmm. yeah there are some approaches that don't address your past yep and sometimes the trauma is it's not peeking out into your life or into your relationships mm-hmm. however if there's something that you keep noticing that keeps coming up in your current relationships like mm-hmm. you know every time your partner says or does this thing it, it really triggers you mm-hmm. or anytime somebody says this word it really triggers you something might have went on before that you have tried to push down so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's coming up and so whether you want to accept it or not mm-hmm. If it keeps coming up from relationship to relationship, mm-hmm. that's something we need to talk about. Right. Yeah. I think um, one thing therapy can help with is you being aware of your <clears throat> own thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that therapy can teach you is how your thoughts, feelings, and emotions and behaviors are all connected. Mm-hmm. And so that particular form of therapy is called cognitive behavior therapy. And really, people are always talking about this particular approach when you're telling somebody to change their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just CBT. Right. Um, and so CBT basically comes from the point that, you know, an event happens in your life. And as a result of that event, you have an automatic thought. And so if you don't challenge that thought, you may behave a certain way. So if you feel like you're a loser, you're most likely going to behave like a loser. If you mm. feel like a winner, you're going to behave like a winner. So if you haven't, so if you're going to a job interview and you already think I'm not going to get the job or I can't do this because I don't, I'm not good at interviews, take that thought and challenge it. And you can challenge it by maybe practicing doing a mock interview with somebody or something like mm-hmm. that versus letting the thought win. Right. right. So, that makes sense. Because what happens with that negative loop is that you tell yourself that you're a loser. You tell yourself that you're no good. And like you say, your behavior is affected by that. You're not going to have as much enthusiasm. You're not going to try to prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have the confidence. And then what's going to happen as a result is, yeah, you're not going to get the job. Because you you didn't have that. And so that will just reinforce the negative thoughts for the next situation. And it's like a never-ending cycle until you begin to challenge it so that you can change those behaviors mm-hmm. so that you can get the different outcome that you want. Right. And I and I definitely understand some people's apprehensions to going to a total stranger. Like I get that. And yeah. we also know historically what medicine or what science has done to people of color. So we mm-hmm. recognize that 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 lack of trust within um this field but that's, that's why we come in right exactly to and that's therapy. right and to provide people who look like you and become comfortable because honestly research has proven that people open up to people who look like them so if you seek out a person who looks like you you may become more comfortable to talk about whatever you're going through at that time this is true but you know and but as a black therapist i'm definitely comfortable working with more than black mm-hmm. people um, and there are people who are not your race who are qualified yes. and understand what you mm-hmm. might be going through as well. 
What I tell my clients all the time is that, hey, I get it. I'm a stranger. Mm-hmm. The good thing about me is that the law says I can't tell anybody your business. You right. come here. Yeah. We talk about this. You get to where you want to be. And you're done with me. You don't ever have to see me again. Right. Right. I'm not going to show up at your family cookouts like, hey, girl, you remember that one time <laughs> you told me? Like, you're right. never going to have to see me again. So you're making this temporary sacrifice of talking to the stranger who can't tell anybody your business. Right. You're working to get to where you want to be. And you don't have to revisit this again until you need that refresher session. Right. Exactly. But I mean, therapy is definitely not always easy. It's Mm. not always fun because therapy is work. And sometimes it touches places that you may not have really wanted to touch or that you didn't know. You thought you were over, but then it comes up. And so these emotions return. Actually, it's not. I would say that therapy is not fun. I would say that therapy is really, really hard work, and it takes a part of you that you yeah. probably have never had to mm-hmm. experience before. Right. It takes a different part out of you. Mm-hmm. It does. And the thing that we even have to say at the beginning of therapy, whenever we start sessions with new clients, is we let them know, hey, when we start having these conversations, you might feel away. Right. right. You might yep. cry. You might get upset. You might be mad at me sometimes. Yep. Other that's times you might like, that's just a part of the process. Mm-hmm. But it can be fun. Yeah, it can. It's a learning experience. And I learn from my clients. And um, that's probably the most rewarding part. It's just empowering them that they are, you can get through this. Tough times happen, but you can get through it mm-hmm. if and, you put in the work. Right. And I think it's therapy, engaging in therapy, because obviously it's a collaborative effort from like you as the client and the therapist, right? But I think the process of therapy is just a catalyst to the growth that you're going to obtain if you apply what you've learned in the outside world. Because obviously, once you're in the therapy session, in a sense, you're kind of protected from that world that you're discussing, right? I'm glad you brought that up. Mm -hmm. So once you step out that door, how are you going to apply these new steps and these new behaviors? These new skills. Right. To this world that's brought you down or to this world that's continuously disappointed you. Right. That's the real challenge. Outside of, you know, obviously. That's the work you do outside. So therapy will not work if you don't apply that energy outside of the therapy room. So that's very true. So if you don't work outside of the therapy room, it's not going to work. Period. Kind of defeats the purpose. It's like you've been diagnosed with Mm -hmm. diabetes. Right. And you got to take insulin all the time Mm -hmm. because obviously your diet and your doctor's Mm -hmm. like, hey, listen. Right. If you do not do X, Y, and Z, you are going to die. Right. Mm -hmm. So the first session of uh, of therapy, you know, is called an intake. And so during that session, we kind of talk about what you want from therapy. Like, what are your best hopes from ther- for therapy? What are you hoping to accomplish by coming here? And so during that session, we kind of discuss, like, the um the, the law. Like Takesha said, the rules and regulations mm-hmm. and how if you're telling me this stuff, I can't go share it with anybody unless you're sharing something, you know. Unless you say you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm legally obligated to <laughs> share. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, but... If it's a child or an older person, yes, mm-hmm. elderly person. But yo, because in Texas, don't have a duty to warn. Ah. However, you can make that a part of your mm-hmm. rights paperwork is right. to let them know, and if they do sign off on that, you can say that you have your own right duty to warn, and if they sign off on that, you legally true. have the right to mm-hmm. warn somebody if they want to hurt themselves or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, every therapy process is different as far as that's concerned. So, just make sure yes. that you're paying attention to that and that you're asking questions. Like Britt said, um, it's an interactive process. You are a part of the process. So, all of it 
talk to your therapist. People sometimes say, well, I don't like that my therapist did this or did that. Mm -hmm. You have to let them know because all of the clients are different and all of the therapists are different. Mm -hmm. So I'm a permission-seeking therapist. So if I see my client come in with something and I know I probably need to go there, sometimes I don't poke unless my client brings it up. But if I think that it may be beneficial to 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 the process, then I will ask them, is it okay if we have a conversation? Okay. About something like probing like that. a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people do not need to go to the dark side of the trauma that happened to them 30 mm-hmm. years ago. Sometimes they do not need to, mm-hmm. and sometimes they do need to. And as a therapist, it's kind of like your call sometimes to figure out if you should go there or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to expect when you go to therapy. Yeah. yeah. Even sometimes um, I've kind of gotten into the habit of. They might not be ready to go there, but if it's something that has been brought up before or something I noticed, I might say, hey, this is something that I've noticed mm-hmm. in the past couple of weeks or they tell me a story and I'm like, you know, I've noticed, do you mind sharing a little bit more about this? If not, it's okay. It's just something that mm-hmm. I know that we've talked about quite a mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. over the past three weeks. Mm-hmm. So and- somebody asked me what this healing looks like in therapy. So I definitely think we should address that. They want to know what exactly does healing look like in a therapeutic process. So many different things. It's really individual to the person, right? It's unique. So what I like to tell people is basically you have to start with goal setting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the client usually say what they want to change and the therapist try to help them come up with a goal for therapy. Mm -hmm. So you come up with this goal and you work at it with different types of approaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there are many different approaches, but some of the things for goals, um, examples would be maybe you get frustrated every day and you just yell every single day of the week at home, or you get into an argument with a significant other every day of the week. Mm-hmm. So one of your goals might be that, you know, you work on like managing your anger or work on... Mm-hmm. Um, Expressing your emotions in ways that aren't yelling or throwing things. So that might decrease from seven days a week to four days a week. Mm -hmm. Some people have crying spells every day. That's where we just kind of sit and they just come out of nowhere and we just start crying. We don't know why. We don't know where it came from. Mm -hmm. But that might decrease from seven days a week to four days a week Mm -hmm. and even lower. Um, So those are just a couple examples of, for me, what healing might look like. How would you get them to the healing it's a process. I mean, different people get there different ways because you just kind of start, like you said, with whatever they give you permission to talk about mm-hmm. um, and going from there because it might look different for different people. Some people might just say, well, I don't even know what makes me mad. Right. And so we might just walk through the whole day and I'm like, well, tell me what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then within one situation, they might try to fast forward, tell me what happened, then go to the next and not like, can we go back for a yeah, minute? Right. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about... Because you're going to notice because as a therapist, you're able to pick out the yeah. patterns and stuff mm-hmm. that, they're, that they're talking about. Yeah. So one of my clients came in with a, with a goal that she came up with is that she wanted to love herself more. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, mm-hmm. in the next six months, like, I want to love myself more. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess, I, you know, I asked her, well, how, how can I know how much you love yourself now? Um... And so she was like, she don't love herself. 
So then I was able to ask her questions about, well, what do you do every day when you get up? Mm-hmm. Um, she like, I comb my hair, brush my teeth, I go to work, you know, I make sure I eat. Mm-hmm. And so then if my, as a therapist, I'm going to pull out the positive of everything I just heard and say, well, it kind of looked like you love yourself a little bit if yeah. you're able to do all of that stuff. Right. So that's, as a therapist, my job is to empower the client and help them see that it, it's, it's bad, but... It'll get there. You'll get there. Right. And then I try to empower people to not be so hard on themselves. Mm-hmm. Hold yourself accountable, but not be so hard on yourself. And so the goal setting part comes after the intake session sometimes. And you keep on working on the goals with different approaches. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I like that term that you used about empower. Because it, it is a, an entire process to empower that person to be better than the person that they were when they walked in the door. Of course. You know? So I think healing is honestly... I don't know, like Takesha said, it is definitely defined differently from person to person. But any small step is that is that step to, you know, the healing or to the recovery. You yes. Know? And so um, one of the approaches that I like is solution-focused therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with solution-focused therapy, it's not really centered on the problem. Mm-hmm. A person comes in, and, is, and if I'm using the solution-focused approach, I got the client to stop talking about the problem so much and more so got her to focus on the solutions. Right. Therefore, you're getting your money's worth because if we're spending the whole time talking about the problem, then the problem is going to be the problem yeah. and we're not going to have a solution. Right. And sometimes when people come to therapy, they they vent. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no structure to that. Sometimes. Right. And so you, you, I get five minutes for somebody to vent and then I try to get some structure and set the agenda. Mm-hmm. And so in solution focused therapy, you ask people questions like what would your life be like mm-hmm. if this wasn't happening? Mm-hmm. Therefore it gives you hope. Right. It allows them to think about their life without the problem. Mm-hmm. So then you say, okay, what can we do to get there? Right. So being a therapist is all about asking the questions and it's less about giving advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like you. I like how you brought up the the structured part because a lot of times I've even found with some of my clients where like they want to use the entire time to just talk about everything. So then I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to slow down. Right. Or we're gonna have to pick something in particular. Right. To address today, that way we feel like we accomplished something. Right. So I, and that's what I meant about it being a collaborative effort because you, as the client, you are in a sense setting the tone for number one, being open to building rapport with the therapist. Right. And number two understanding that you are not going to be able to address everything at one time. Not in one session. Right, not in one session. So you and the therapist can say, okay, today we're going to talk about my anger issues, right? Right. And then the next session you wrap up and you say, you know, we talked about this. We're kind of, next session we'll figure out how this ties into what we talked about in session one. However you all decide to to kind of bring it together. But right. it, it's very structured and it's not a venting session, no, unfortunately, it- for some but, you know, and people do come in and um, do have some very traumatic mm-hmm. situations. There are some sexual abuse, some domestic violence. There are some emotional abuse. And it can be hard to move people from that low feeling when they have been called stupid or yeah. ugly their whole life or they've been beaten or sexually abused. That is very hard. But yeah. therapy can help people take their power back and... One of my favorite approaches is using narrative approach. Mm-hmm. Rewriting your story. Yeah, I love that. Rewrite your story. You have within you the power to create a new meaning to your life. Yeah. And I like narrative therapy because sometimes, so I know we don't, 
encourage the venting every session. However, like you said, sometimes things are so traumatic that we really need to take it, you know, one step at a time and really process through the entire situation. Mm -hmm. Um, What happened? What's the aftermath of it? Mm -hmm. The relationships of the other people were around it because usually we got some guilt or some blame or some other things in there. I'm glad you said that word. So it's that is a slower process and that might seem like you are venting or really expressing yourself Mm -hmm. the entire session and sometimes that's needed also it's a difference between venting and processing yeah i think now i do give people time to vent if they need to but i also like to process it Mm -hmm. and so with with any type of abuse sometimes the victims feel guilty Or they blame themselves for it, and that's kind of a hard place to pull people from. Yeah. But with the right questions and with the right kind of interventions, you can. And so I like to let people maybe write a letter to the abuser yeah. or even write a letter to their younger selves. Yeah. Um, that's kind of one of the interventions I use to help people heal. Mm-hmm. And it works sometimes, but, I mean, it's it's all about the power of the mind. And if you take the time to really do the work in therapy with a therapist, you can heal. Yeah. And healing, like we said, is a process. And sometimes as clients and even sometimes as a therapist, we might not always see the healing process as it's taking place. Right. So sometimes it might be mm-hmm. months. And then one time you come in and you're like, you know what? This thing happened today. And I handled it completely different I yeah, love those than sessions. I would have in the past. And so at that time, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. yes, it yeah. is working. You know, this mm-hmm. is healing. When in those few weeks before, we didn't we didn't see it happening because mm-hmm. there doesn't have to be a really big change mm-hmm. yeah, every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. very rewarding to see people make progress, no matter how big or small. Like, this that's my favorite thing about even just being in this field because you know sometimes it can be sometimes draining you know because people do have these heavy heavy stories and you Mm want to help them to the best of your ability and it's it's always great just to see them make progress when like you said taking that power back Mm -hmm. because they never felt like they had that before Mm -hmm. you know but I love it so um what would you guys tell somebody about their who was nervous about going to therapy for the first time? I would tell them to just really try to be open. I think that's the biggest part is yeah. just trying to be open mm-hmm. and then to not give up on therapy because they find a therapist that mm-hmm. maybe doesn't fit them. Oh, that's a good thing to bring up fit. Because yes. sometimes we go to the store and we try on a shirt and it doesn't fit the way we like. Or hairdresser. Or hairdresser. <laughs> and they don't do our hair the way we want them to do it or they really mess us up. We won't talk about that. <laughs> um, and so, but we don't stop going to get our hair done. Right. Or we don't stop shopping for shirts. So we need to, you know, give our mental health the same type of care and persistency with finding somebody who does work for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So one of the the key things that I think you will get from therapy is emotional regulation. Mm -hmm. And I keep talking about that because it just means so much to one's life. Manage your emotions or let your emotions manage you. And that's what therapy can help you with because we do go through things, but we don't want these emotions to overspill like at work or at school because then it keeps us from being these productive members. Yeah. Um, So therapy can help you do all of that. It can Mm -hmm. help you implement those self-care activities 
so that you can tune into yourself emotionally, physically, intellectually, spiritually. You know, that's what that's what therapy can mm-hmm. help you with. Right. So, Kish, you got a list of possible benefits. Yes, I'll share those on our social media site. But also another one, you said emotional regulation. And I know that um, self-awareness is also a really big one for me. It is. And I it's think so big. that's something that the therapy process helps with because mm-hmm. we're just so unaware of ourselves sometimes. Like you mm-hmm. said, we just really get caught up mm-hmm. in life and we go on about our day. And we're not really thinking about anybody's emotions. Mm-hmm. Just like we're not thinking about ours. We just right. kind of do what we're supposed to do and we go on about our day. Um but I've noticed the more that we kind of pay attention to those things, the quicker we can address them mm-hmm. and really go on enjoying mm-hmm. living the life mm-hmm. that we're going through. Mm-hmm. Right. So when something happens throughout the day, something une- something that happens that's unfortunate, if you've gone to therapy or you're, or if you're connected to yourself, you would have within you the ability to respond in a way that won't have, in a way that won't be so unbalanced. Mm-hmm. So you will have a, it's like a tool set you get when you go to mm-hmm. therapy yeah. and you can reach into that tool bag whenever something happens. Mm-hmm. I agree. So some of the possible benefits that we have um, for attending therapy include, but are not limited to things like increased self-esteem, mm-hmm. resolution of trauma and grief, the ability to set boundaries, increased self-awareness, Positive management of anxiety and depression, enhanced resilience, greater connection to yourself and others, effective communication skills, mm-hmm. as well as increased assertiveness. That's good. But you said, I want to define anxiety since you said anxiety. Okay, go ahead. Um, and it's basically a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease. Mm-hmm. That's what anxiety is. And anxiety is very common. And a lot of people, including myself, um, but if you take the time to put in the the skills to manage the anxiety, you can do that by going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and depression can be like intense feelings of sadness and hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't know where these feelings or symptoms are coming from, but going to therapy can be a way that you address those symptoms and address that uneasiness that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Do we have any additional information we want to share with everybody i believe that's it so thanks for joining us today guys for session two session number two be sure to follow us on on the couch underscore podcast and we'll talk to you guys soon